Followers of the Lord Jesus are more than simply saved. We are adopted into God's family. Today on Drawing Near, we examine this amazing truth. So open your Bibles and join us as we study Ephesians 1, verses 5 and 6, Adopted Through Christ. Before we read our scripture for today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Father, we thank you for this great privilege of ours to not simply be saved, but to be adopted into your family. Help us to gain an appreciation for that today in our study. Help us, Father, to walk day by day in the knowledge that we are your children, that we have privileges, but we also have responsibilities as your children. Open our eyes and our ears to these truths. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, we read, In love he predestined us to adoption as sons, through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. If you're following along in your Bible, you may notice that the first two words that we read today, in love, are at the end of verse 4. At least in most texts, that's where it's placed. That's because many translators of the Bible do not know whether in love goes with verse 4 or verse 5. In other words, the translators don't know if it reads like this, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love, or if in love he predestined us through adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. And although we ought to seek to be holy and blameless in love before God, we are duty-bound as followers of Jesus Christ to strive to live holy and blameless before him anyway. So whether by duty or love, we still need to seek to live holy and blameless before God because that's his will. Because of that, I have a tendency to believe that it's in love he predestined us. That goes more in line with God's character and with the truths of the New Testament. For instance, God demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The word predestined simply means to decide beforehand. So in love, God decided beforehand to adopt us as his children through Jesus Christ. So having decided beforehand, or having predestined us to adoption as sons, God chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world. So followers of Jesus have been predestined to adoption as children of God. This idea of adoption is an important one in the scriptures. In Galatians chapter 4, let's look at verse 4. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Then in Romans chapter 8, verse 12 it says, So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. 
For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. As we look at this idea of adoption, we need to recognize clearly in our hearts and minds what we truly deserve as sinners. We deserve eternal separation from God. We deserve eternal condemnation in hell. We may not feel like we deserve these things, but God in his righteous judgment declares that to be the truth. So we deserve condemnation and eternal separation in hell. Then you turn around and look in the New Testament, and you see that those who by faith trust in Christ receive adoption as sons. We not only receive it, but we were chosen before the foundations of the world. God decided beforehand that we should receive adoption as his children. Now, when we see this idea of adoption in the light of those truths, it's truly amazing what the Word of God tells us. First of all, we are sons and not slaves. We, at best, could hope that we would be received like the prodigal son by our Heavenly Father, that he would receive us simply as a servant. But he doesn't simply receive us as a servant in Christ Jesus. He receives us as his children, as sons. And then he puts the Spirit of God in us as his seal and guarantee that we are his children. It's like the robe and the ring that the father placed on the prodigal son. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And this intimacy that we have as adopted children enables us to cry out to God through the Holy Spirit, Abba, Father. Some pastors have likened it to a term of daddy. It's an intimate term. It's a term of closeness and fellowship. And then we are told in these passages that we are heirs with Jesus Christ. We're not simply in a relationship with God as father and child. We are inheritors. We are heirs. All of this, according to Ephesians chapter 1, is through Jesus Christ. What Jesus Christ did on the cross not only pays for our sin, not only purchases for us eternal life in heaven with God, but through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did in his death, burial, and resurrection, we achieve the adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We are adopted through what Jesus Christ did in his death, burial, and resurrection by the will of God, by the predetermined will of God. So in love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. It's important that we see the relationship in In verse 4, we were told that God's desire was that we be holy and blameless before him. And now he has adopted us to himself. It's an emphasis on this 
intimate relationship that we have with God the Father through Jesus Christ. He predestined us to adoption to himself. He chose us in Christ for himself. And this, it says at the end of verse 5, is according to the kind intention of his will. That word intention means purpose. God has a purpose for what he does. He had a purpose in sending Jesus Christ down a cross. He had a purpose in deciding beforehand that we would be adopted. He had a purpose in choosing us from the foundation of the world. God's purposes are good. So according to the kind intention of his will, God has a purpose, and that is that all of this would take place to the praise of the glory of his grace. God put something on display for all creation to see when he chooses us and predestines us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. He puts his grace on display. It is something we couldn't see if he didn't do this. And so he puts his grace on display. He shows the the depth and the breadth of his grace by saving sinners, fallen mankind who deserve eternal condemnation, and he saves them through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, a righteous, sinless sacrifice for the sinners who had become enemies of God by their sin and rebellion. So it is right for us to sing of his grace, to sing amazing grace, to tell others of the grace of Jesus Christ, the grace of God through Jesus Christ. God's grace is to be acknowledged because his grace is a reflection of himself. We get to see a part of God that would be hidden if he doesn't show us his grace in this way. And then we are told that this grace he freely bestowed on us. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the grace gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He freely bestows his grace. He freely gives his grace. It is a gift. It is not something we earn or deserve, and we will see that later in this book. And he freely bestows this grace upon us in the beloved. The beloved is Jesus. Jesus is the beloved of God. He's the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And yet when we see all of this in context, we go to Isaiah 53, and we are told, yet it pleased God to sacrifice Jesus for our redemption, for our salvation. It pleased God to do that. Why? To the praise of the glory of his grace. God makes himself known to fallen man. God displays this kind of grace to angels who cannot experience it. It's an amazing truth. It's an amazing reality for all of us who have trusted in Jesus Christ and become his followers. We are chosen from the foundation of the world predestined to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. He freely bestows his grace on us in Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing, the love of God? Isn't his grace wondrous beyond our comprehension? Father, help us to walk in this grace. 
to walk in the Spirit, to not live as slaves to the flesh or to sin, but to walk in the adoption as your children. Help us, Father, to draw near to you, to experience that intimacy, that Abba Father intimacy that you desire us to have through the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives, that closeness, that presence that you desire us to know. Help us, Father, to comprehend these things so that we might rejoice and praise you and lift you high in our hearts and minds and declare your mighty works and deeds to the lost around us. Help us, Father. We desperately need to see these things. Open our eyes so that we can see. Open our ears so that we can hear. Help us to love you because you have loved us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great sacrifice. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or podpoint.com. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.